the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What difference at this point does it make? Oh, shut up. If you've got health insurance, you can keep it. You like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. If you've got health insurance, you like your doctor, you like your plan, you can keep your doctor, you can keep your plan. I'm as bad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition, and it's really going to be a thrill-packed edition with our guest today of Unite, i.e. radio. We really mean it this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> Normally we just say it for a fact, but it's going to be true today. Absolutely. Um, my name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, the uh, chapter leader of Act for America in Corona, a national security grassroots organization. And um, there's lots of events in the news this week. But uh, online, we have a guest, Tim Donnelly, who was a speaker at the Unite IE Conservative Conference, where I noted my, my, one of my favorite lines of the day was, he says, you can't be free unless you think free. And I would have a corollary to that. Freedom is not being able to get in your car and go down to 7-Eleven and buy a Slurpee. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Too many people just do not understand the concept of freedom, and it's such a pleasure to have uh, oh. Tim with us today. Tim, welcome to the United I Radio Show. Hey, it's great to be on with you guys. Appreciate it. I, I You know, I, I want to start out maybe with a little bit of a, a, an introduction. There may be one or two people left in San Bernardino County that aren't familiar with you and the fact that you were uh, uh, an assembly per, uh, man and you ran for uh, governor of the state how let's bring them into the loop how did you decide that you wanted to run for uh, get involved in politics and run for uh, state assembly well my assemblyman back in 2009 uh, broke his word voted for a tax increase when he when he pledged signed a pledge put it put his, put his signature in ink and said, I will never vote for a tax increase. And then one came along, and he was seduced into voting for it, and he went for it. And, uh, and we, the people, tried to recall him. And the, the political establishment protected him from a recall, but he got the message and decided not to, to run, so there was an open seat. And I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go, and I'm going to stand in that same space, and I'm going to be the guy who kicks down that door, uh, you know, of the of the building that tries to keep us out and and raise our voice. And I'm sure you had and, lots of money and lots of advertising and a big staff to help you get elected. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> the truth is I didn't know anything about politics. I thought I did. I knew a lot about issues. I had previously been a leader of the Minutemen in California. And what I discovered is there's two ways to get elected. One is you take a lot of money from strangers and people who want something from you. And you persuade a bunch of people you've never met to vote for you based on lies that you send them and misrepresentations about your opponents in the mail or on radio or on television. The other way is you wear a shoe leather walking door to door and you have a powerful message of standing up for the people and connecting with the people. And that's what we did. And in the end, we won by a single vote per precinct. Wow. 
That's, you know, that's an amazing story. And I think it should be a very inspirational story for those people who are uh, out there that don't like what they see going on, that think that there should be changes and don't realize that they could be same story as you part of the solution, either running for anything from city council to school board to to whatever, or at least getting involved in some way to influence those people. That opportunity exists and you're living proof of it. Yeah, that's true, and 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 people should get involved, and and they should take this on. But they also there also is a level of education that you do have to do. You have to research. You have to understand how many votes it takes to win, and and where you would be strong, and who your allies would be. There's a lot more to it than than just the the sixty second story I told you a few minutes ago. But in the end, it it, it is the single most effective thing we can do to take back control of our government is to send one of us into the building who will report out and, be, and stay true to the people. And, you know, I, I think right now in Washington, D.C., you see a huge shortage of anyone who reflects the voice of the people. And that's partly why you see the rise of Trump and Cruz and the outsider insurgency campaigns against the political establishment are really taking root among the people. And, and there, there, there's a reason for that, because the political establishment has sold us out. They they continue to work against us, and it really doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. If they're working against us, who cares what what, what letter they have next to their name? Oh, they're off for themselves. They're out to. Um, Sarah Palin aptly observed that people run against the cesspool of corruption in Washington, but once they get there, the cesspool starts to look like a hot tub, and uh, most of those people are once they get there, they're looking for their place in the hot tub. Yeah, and, and, and being in the hot tub means you hang out with everybody, you become buddies with everybody, and yeah, you put on a big show on the floor, uh, and then when it comes election time, you, you, you know, once you're there, once you've sold your soul, and, and you got all the goodies and all the benefits, and, and, and you're part of the problem now, you, you actually don't have to connect or answer to the people anymore, because you have these huge moneyed special interests that will finance your entire campaign. They'll, they'll hire people, they'll, they'll run ads, they'll do everything. It's almost on autopilot. And, and they'll protect your seat because it's their seat, because they own you and they own our seat, the people's seat, as an extension. So Mr. Smith from up in the San Bernardino Mountains went to Sacramento. Uh, you went into the belly of the beast. You became one of those people that uh, went into the building and you resisted the temptation to flip to the other side. Was that hard? Was it, uh, how, how did you do it? And so many others don't. It wasn't, it wasn't really that hard. I, I just stayed true to my promises and I took my campaign and my platform and everything I promised to do. And I never promised to pass a whole bunch of, of new laws. I did promise to introduce the Arizona law because I felt like illegal immigration had become such a massive problem. And, and the political establishment on both sides would just like to end it and blur legal and illegal and do it a quiet little amnesty when nobody's looking and, and, and be done with it. And but, but the problem is, because I stayed true, I, I became this target of the media, of the political establishment. And in the end, I, instead of going to lobbying events, instead of going to parties, instead of going to all that in Sacramento, I would travel anywhere within three hours and go to Tea Party meetings and, and, and church meetings and civic gatherings and, and, and try to uh, connect 
and, and foment a movement of people who feel the way that we do about freedom, which is we want to be free. You said, and to pick up on that, you said something previously that struck me is that the political, the politicians, the political leaders' role is not just to go up there and vote and make speeches. It's to motivate the citizens. It's to use the bully pulpit. There's a tremendous amount of power in the bully pulpit. Barack Hussein Obama did not become president of the United States by anything other than the fact that he organized within communities. He knew how to do this, and he did it on a national scale, and it, and it wowed everybody. But nobody on the, on the Republican side, nobody on the conservative side really effectively does that. And I believe that there's a huge vacuum. There's a tremendous number of people who have just checked out. They've given up. They feel the same way that you and I do about the Constitution. They feel the same way that you and I do about taxes and guns and a whole bunch of other issues, but they, they, they've just given up. And if you reach them and if you re-inspire them and invigorate them and bring them back in, you could literally bring in enough votes on Election Day to start winning elections that nobody thought you could win. And that would be good for everyone. Indeed, it would. As an assemblyman, you, instead of going to lobbyist meetings, you went out to the communities within three hours of Sacramento to connect with uh, the groups that wanted to hear your message. And now you've got another message for everybody. And when we come back after the break, we want to tell we want you to tell everybody what it is you're getting ready to do. We'll be back after a message from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, sponsor of Unite IE Radio, uh, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. More with Tim Donnelly after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic, it's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020 or get me on the web at wccloans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program. We are speaking on the phone live right now to former Assemblyman Tim Donnelly, who had a radio show for quite a while up in the high desert and called the aptly named Tim Donnelly Show. But several weeks ago, you ended your TV, your TV show, your radio show with an announcement, Tim. What was that announcement? I ended my TV career before. <laughs> Thanks for that, Don. Uh, uh, I, I announced that I am running for Congress for my district, which is the 8th Congressional District, and a lot of you are probably in that district and may not even know it. You can go to our website, DonnellyForCongress.com, click on the map and see. But it, but it starts in Joshua Tree, extends all the way out to, to Havasu, goes all the way up almost to Lake Tahoe includes the communities of the the mountains, the high desert, and then the eastern Sierras. 
and it is a monolithic district, a massive district. And right now, uh, we have a guy in there who is a Republican, but he sh- you never know it by the way he votes. How so? Well, I'll just give you the latest. He voted for this $1.1 trillion omnibus bill that contained, among other things, $1.67 billion to make illegal aliens more comfortable in our communities by transporting them, not back to their home countries, but around the United States to spread them out so that their resettlement here would be more acceptable. He also voted to fund 300,000 potential terrorists to come here unvetted, from the Middle East right after the San Bernardino massacre, literally three weeks after. And when he made that vote, that that just flipped a switch for me because for most of us who knew someone or, or, or maybe for everyone who's listening, everything changed in that moment. This didn't happen in New York or, or Washington, D.C., or even Los Angeles or San Francisco. This happened in, in a relatively small town to a lot of our friends and neighbors, uh, including a 37-year-old father of six from our community who was, went to school with our son and, and went to church with a lot of our friends, I mean, this is deeply personal. And after San Bernardino, everything changed. And what they do is they'll, they'll vote on a bill that, that would pretend to restrict that, but they know that bill's not going anywhere. But the one opportunity they have to do something about it in the budget, where Congress at least theoretically can control the purse strings, then your opponent votes for it. Well, Paul Cook, if you call his office, will say, look, I voted to strengthen and toughen uh, the, the law so that uh, there's better vetting for people who come from these uh, terrorist-sponsoring regions. Okay, H.R. 4308, well, where is that, Paul? It, it's in the Senate. It's dead. Why is it dead? Because President Obama said he ain't going to sign it. So that was a symbolic vote. What I would have done, if, if I were con- the congressman for our area, I would have done something very simple. I would have taken the language from a good bill. I still would have voted for the symbolic bill, but I would have taken the language from it, and I would have put it into the appropriation bill, the bill that is, has to get through or the government gets shut down. But I would have forced Obama to shut down the government because he doesn't want to protect Americans and offend the global community that gets offended if you identify Islamic terrorism as Islamic. I feel like the clouds just parted and a ray of sunshine came through because that's exactly what I was wondering when they passed this bill. Why not attach to it all of these various different things from defunding Planned Parenthood to who knows what? And maybe there was a there should be a little bit of strategy about what to attach to it or what not to. Uh, I, I don't know the all the inside baseball of D.C. and what works and what doesn't. But for us, look from the outside looking in, it, the perception was that they simply rolled over. They said in 2010, give us the Congress so that we can fight Obama. We did. They said in 2014, give us the Senate so we can fight Obama. And we did. And here's the most recent opportunity for them to reward the citizens of this country that gave them what they asked for and show us what they could do with it. And they didn't. I, you know, Don, you're looking at this thing all wrong. Oh, well, that's probably (laughs) won't be the first time. Clear, you, clear, you, clear you it have, up for you me. Have this, you have this, this uh, idealistic assumption that when they promised us that they would go and do these things, that they would then go and do these things. 
But once they got there, as, as was aptly described earlier, they jumped in the hot tub together, and they all became one part of the political class, which doesn't know any party, and it doesn't have any principles. And it certainly doesn't answer the people. It answers to the people who have all the power, the top 1% of the 1% who own them, who have bought them. And, you see, Paul Cook is seems yeah, – I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure there's people who like him. He did honorably serve our country. We need to point that out. He, he got two Purple Hearts for his service in Vietnam, and, and I'm grateful for that service, absolutely. But his service in the Congress has been a disservice to the people of this district because he became part of the political establishment. Rather than using this seat, rather than having the backing of a district where even a lot of the Democrats are 100% with us on a number of these issues, like defunding Common Core, like standing up for our Second Amendment rights and understanding it as a critical, crucial right and, and is, is key to keeping all the rest of our rights and freedoms, and, and, and some other issues. But, but most particularly right now after San Bernardino, National security. Absolutely. National security is a very personal issue to our community. One, because of immigration. So you have a vetting system that allowed a woman, Tafshin Malik, to sail right into, into San Bernardino and, and become 50% of the terrorist team that killed 14 innocent Americans and wounded two dozen others and, and, and destroyed a number of families and communities. And, and took out people that were good and decent people who were at work at a Christmas party who should have been protected by their government. The other thing is, he's not standing against the political correctness that has strangled our law enforcement agencies, like the Department of Homeland Security, who their Department of Civil Rights called off the investigation into Syed Farouk back in 2012, in spite of the fact that he was clearly making terrorist plans back then. Back then, he wanted to kill people in the uh, at UC Riverside and then blow up a bunch of pipe right. bombs and murder right. people on the 91 freeway. We're talking to Tim Donnelly, Assemblyman and now Congressional Candidate for the 8th District. We're going to be right back with more with Tim about what his goals and plans are uh, in and why he's seeking your support. Tim, real quick, if people want to get more information about your candidacy, want to contribute to it, where can they go? It's DonnellyForCongress.com. So Donnelly, F-O-R, Congress.com. Excellent. We'll be right back after a message from... Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. We appreciate the sponsorship of our show. More with Tim Donnelly after this message. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lenders. It's all but certain now that we are about to see interest rates begin to rise after several years of being spoiled with historically low interest rates. But don't panic. It's not the end of the world. What it does mean is that if you've been thinking about the purchase of a new home, the purchase of a vacation home or investment property, or if you don't want to buy, but you need to refinance the home you have to lower the rate, remove the mortgage insurance, or to pull out cash to pay higher interest, higher payment, credit cards, auto loans, or student loan debt, or if you're a senior and have been considering looking into that reverse mortgage thing that everyone seems to be talking about lately, then call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I'll run the numbers for you and let you know what all your options are, the pros and cons of each one and help you steer towards a decision that makes the most sense for you and your family. Once again, the number is 855-640-2020 or get me on the web at WCCLoans.com. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m. and Sundays at 4 o'clock right here on AM590, The Answer. AM590, The Answer. Let's get it started. 
Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We have Tim Donnelly with us today. And I um, understand that your opponent has voted in favor of uh, sanctuary cities, both as a member of the state legislature and a uh, member of Congress. Yeah, I, you know, it's shocking. This is a guy that, when he ran for assembly, ran on one of the strongest platforms to reform the, the immigration system and actually defund and, 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 and kill off a lot of the incentives for people to come into the country illegally. But once he got there, he just took the money and changed his positions, and all of a sudden it was okay to vote for sanctuary cities. I guess the fact that, that Kate Steinle, who is the latest in a whole series of people who have been killed by those who are protected in sanctuary cities, didn't seem to bother him. I just posted two more uh, to my Facebook page. So sanctuary cities, another issue that's big in folks' mind is Common Core, Tim. Where, where do things stand on Common Core, and how do you differentiate yourself from uh, the, your, the incumbent? The political establishment, especially, especially on the Republican side, thinks Common Core is great. Common Core, as I've been on people's doorsteps, as when I was in the Assembly, I rallied people to educate them and fight against it. I was one of the only people to vote against it. But this is a disaster. You say Common Core on a porch step. It doesn't matter if you're talking to a Republican or a Democrat. They start talking about their kids and how their kids are frustrated. They're good kids, and they can't learn anymore, or, or the curriculum has become an interference to their learning. But, of course, we tied federal funding to it. And, and the Democrats got everything they wanted in, a, in this monolithic bill, and Paul Cook voted for it. It's, it's, I would vote to defund Common Core because it is it is destroying our kids' educational future. Yeah, the new uh, federal education law that Cook voted for called Every Student Succeeds Act, euphemistically. Uh, Arne Duncan, Obama's education secretary at the time, said that um, I had a Democratic congressman say to me that it's a miracle. He's literally never seen anything like it. Embedded in the law are the values we've promoted from day one. It's all there. For the first time in our nation's history now, it's the letter of the law. And Cook voted for that. I don't know how in the world, in his right mind, he must not have read the bill. He must not have listened to anybody. Maybe he never went to a public meeting where people talked about it. But I've been to dozens of them, and it is astounding how common, what a common ground it is between Republicans and Democrats, young and old, rich and poor, is opposition to this disastrous curriculum rolled out by the federal government. Now, I understand also that uh, Cook, there's a video out there that you've, that you've cited. This was on, I forget which, which, what program it was on, but that one of his staffers acknowledged that Cook supports the crony capitalist Export-Import Bank because some of the big businesses in his district give him money. He has, he has a staffer who's on a hidden video, the same hidden video, James O'Keefe, the Veritas Project, that, that, that exposed Obama's acorn. But he, his staffer says, hey, my boss basically votes for this because of campaign contributions. So essentially he's saying he sells this vote. Wow. And he has fired that staffer. So I think we should fire Paul Cook. Amen. All right. EPA, the American Waterways Act, along with the uh, Obama's, uh, you know. The federal land grab. And the, and the federal land grab of the BLM, uh, Tim, we're, we're, how, how do you differ from uh, the incumbent on those issues? Well, I understand the Constitution. The federal government is not supposed to own any land outside of 10 miles outside of D.C., where the capital is, and forts and ports. They own more than 50 percent of California land all over the, 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 the north, uh, I'm sorry, the, the western states. 
they never relinquished that land. And so they built a, an army of bureaucrats in the BLM and the Forest Service and all these other agencies that legally bribe politicians to keep the graft going. But basically, this is the public's land. This should have been ceded back to the states. Uh, when, you, when you deal with the EPA, same thing. They're trying to steal private property using bureaucratic tyranny. And that is something that I would absolutely stand up against, expose, and organize in the streets and in the forests and all across this great land. I've stood up against it even, even while not being in office because it is such a threat to one of our fundamental, that was almost one of our inalienable rights, which is the right to own private property. Well, and, and what, they're, what they're doing through increasingly onerous regulation is forcing ranchers and miners and that have been there for generations off their land. We're, we're, we're unfortunately, Tim, we are out of time. I know we wanted to get to the VA and a number of other issues that you're passionate about, but I think there's going to be time to have you back. Would you come back on the United I Radio Show and fill in some of the blanks with us? I'd love to come back. And people can get more information about you at your website. Want to give your website out one more time? DonnellyForCongress.com. Great. Tim, thank you so much for spending time with us. Good luck with this uh, next step in your uh, in, in your quest to represent us, the people. Hey, thank you, guys. It was great to be on with you. Inland Empire radio program where we talk about the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen and what folks can do in order to push back. I mean, there's so where do you even begin nowadays with the problems that we are facing as citizens of what was the greatest country on Earth? We even had now recently Bill Clinton in L.A. stumping for his wife who said, to the Black Lives Matter protesters, you are defending murderers and drug dealers. I never thought I'd hear those words come out of Bill Clinton's mouth. Well, I, that sounds like he's maybe positioning himself about maybe a little too early for uh, the for the general election. Remember back in 92, he had that famous moment with uh, Sister Soldier, um, who had said something to the effect that she was asked to comment on the L.A. riots and she had you know, speculating on the mindset of the rioters had said something to the effect that um, we have a, you know, we're killing each other most of the days, so let's have a day where we kill the white folks. And then Quentin jumped on that to sort of show his centrist credentials. Um, so it's, it's since then called a sister soldier moment. It sounds like he may be trying to do the same thing there. I misspoke earlier. I, you know, I mixed up Obama coming to L.A. with this uh, Bill Clinton quote. Bill Clinton was in Pennsylvania when he did this. He also said the world is coming apart right now. And who's president? Uh, another dig at President Obama. Yeah, after he had said that how terrible things were for the last uh, eight years. This is this is an interesting chapter in the uh, Democratic I wonder, primary. I wonder if he's trying to get Hillary indicted. <laughs> 
Exactly. Yeah, you you uh, you got to wonder what backroom deal has been has been talked about or sealed between Obama and the Clinton campaign because clearly an indictment is going to upset the apple cart in the Democratic House. There's no question about that. Yeah, and it's inter- interesting what the political game of the Obama regime is, and that's unfortunate. Is that the decision whether to indict will not depend on the law, not depend on the facts, not depend on justice. It will depend on a political calculation by Barack Hussein Obama and maybe Valerie Jarrett and others in the administration as to which way best serves their interests. Well, I think it does come from there because I think Loretta Lynch will do whatever it is the administration tells her to do. I think that she may have her own opinions, but um, which probably don't differ a whole lot from the administration. But she's definitely going to take her marching orders from whatever it is that comes out of the White House. Oh yeah, she, I mean, she wouldn't be not she would not be there if they did not believe that she was a loyal member of their team. Absolutely, crazy, crazy week. We've had uh, you know a, a, a primary that's finished up in Wisconsin, and uh, we have a uh, uh, a result from that now that completely shifted from virtually a month ago. I think uh, you know the polls showed that it was a very tight race, and now we have essentially the two uh, individuals that were not supposed to win won. Well, what's interesting is that, uh, I mean, certainly Cruz won a very large victory, decisive victory, landslide, whatever, whatever term that you want to put on that. Um, what's interesting is that Coulter pointed out in her latest, uh, latest article, this is only the fourth primary that Ted Cruz has won. First being his home state of Texas, the second being his next to home state of Oklahoma, Idaho, where Trump never campaigned, and now Wisconsin. Every other state victory has been one of the the caucus states where where, where Cruz has, has won. Yeah, it is interesting to see how all this is pounding out. And right now there is, I'm seeing a lot on social media where people who are supporting Trump are already getting defensive about they better not steal the election from Donald Trump, better not steal it. It will be a stolen election. We had Roger Stone uh, giving an interview, which uh, actually made news this week on uh, a couple of the different news programs where he said, essentially, if uh, if they do try and steal it, we're going to let people know where those uh, delegates hotel rooms are and we're going to go get them which is kind of bizarre. I mean, he, to take the ca- to take the campaign in that direction. Of course, Roger Stone being a political operative like he is, he's he's uh he's known as the dirty tricks guy, so you never know where this is going to go. He's one of those guys you see in politics and there are there every, every, all sides have them is they're nominally independent. So they're not a member of the campaign, they're not uh, working for the for the candidate. Uh so they can, it's kind of a, you know, the the uh, the candidate will disavow any knowledge of your actions. Right. Good luck. Yeah, he worked for them for a time, but then under a cloud of whether or not it was being fired or making the decision to leave, he's no longer affiliated with the campaign. Right. And then uh, you know, they, they, go, they often go into super PACs, so they, they, they'll, they will do the political dirty work, and the candidate can say, well, they're independent. I, can't, I have no control over what this super PAC that's spending $100 million on my behalf is right. doing. And now you, uh, you, you noticed uh, Newt Gingrich take to uh, the airwaves. I saw him, I think, on uh, Sean Hannity. But what you, uh, you, you noted him on O'Reilly this week talking about 
you know, the race and how it's shaping up and had some interesting uh, observations. Well, I just, what we'll preface is, is that our rallies had both Gingrich on and Krauthammer, who, and Krauthammer is certainly uh, uh, vehemently against Trump and thinks that he's going to do, he will do worse than Goldwater did in that his landslide loss to Johnson in 1964. But uh, New Gingrich had, had somewhat of a different take, and I think we have a few clips here uh, to, uh, to play for you. Donald Trump is the greatest threat to the establishment in my lifetime. Uh, his willingness to take on political correctness, his willingness to take on the establishment's basic, deepest policies, uh, his willingness, frankly, to run over people. Uh, so if you're part of the establishment, and most of the news media is part of the establishment, uh, he is a horrifying figure. They're going, oh, my God, if he won, he'd actually change things. I don't think the folks who gather in Georgetown for cocktail parties, whether they're the media, the lobbyists or others, I don't think those folks particularly want things changed because they're doing just fine. They certainly don't want things changed. I get it. No, and and that echoes what I have uh, have believed about this campaign and what I've quoted often in my postings about Pat Cadell, who says that it's not about the ideology. There's no evidence that this campaign is about ideology. It's about insurgency that you have this ruling class that has, in Cadell's word, has raped the country and profited from doing so. And then the folks out here that don't like their country in decline and want it changed. And that's what, and Donald Trump has been, become the candidate of those people. Absolutely. He has. And he is certainly, and I think no one can take away from him the credit for bringing up topics that were clearly verboten for so long, whether it's immigration or the embedded, uh, you know, the, the un, lack of vetting going on with the uh, immigrants that are coming over from Muslim countries and the need to get, a, you know, get our arms around that. Um, he, he really has, you know, gotten a lot of those conversations started that uh, no one else was effective was effectively going to bring those up but he was able to and i know don that you're you're a uh i think you favor cruz and- i do lean cruz and i lean cruz for a couple of reasons um and we can talk about that actually after the break because we are headed to what i think we can both agree on is probably an open convention and what that means for the future here in in june uh california is now in play and how that all will uh, unfold in the fall making for some very interesting talk radio discussion this could be one for the history books but now a word from all-star collision the place to take your car if you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For over 20 years, All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Let's get it started. 
This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, where we annoy liberals with truth and reason while Russian Prager take the weekend off. <laughs> now, Absolutely. Before we went to break, you were about to tell us why you uh, like that guy, I think uh, Ted Cruz? I lean Ted Cruz, I do. And I, I, I am not going to endorse anybody. I'm not going to, uh, you know, not that anybody would care who I would endorse particularly, but um, I, I'm, I'm staying open because there's far too much unknown uh, that's still to come. But I, I want to say this. I think that whoever it is that a Republican or anybody to the right of center supports, one of the things that's very disappointing to me to hear is that regardless of the outcome of the election, whether it's, you know, somebody hits the magic 1237 or not, whether uh, what hap- whatever happens in the Republican National Convention, whoever it is that emerges whether it's a and I don't I don't believe that the RNC can parachute in. I think the rules are stacked against them parachuting in a last minute uh, like a Ryan or a Romney. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that's just fantasy. Uh, and we can talk about that if you want to. But I just I've got a lot of reasons why I think that's an actual impossibility. But um, whoever it is that emerges from this process is somebody that every Republican needs to rally around as hard as that's going to be lick your wounds no matter what and that's part of the reason why i'm staying neutral a little bit neutral because i don't want to get so uh you know polarized by one candidate that it makes it difficult for me to walk back to the other candidate in the general election because if anybody stays away from the polls and obviously, California, we're, we're, we're talking to a California audience. And I don't think that, you know, aside from a, a miracle, which could happen, but the probabilities are low that California is going to be play in the general. It's going to be play in play in the primaries. And we know that Fidel Castro is more likely to win California than a Republican. Exactly. But having said all that, I think that no matter what, we have to go to the polls on a national basis, and we have to encourage people to go to the polls to pull the trigger for an R, no matter who it is. Well, someone who voted for Bob Dole, um, I actually voted for George Bush with uh, some, uh, some, some enthusiasm. That, that, that may have been a, been a mistake. Voted for John McCain, voted for Mitt Romney. Not happy with those guys. Right. But you, you, given the alternative, you can't, you, you can't uh, say, I'm gonna, I don't care what happens to the country. I'm not going to vote for somebody that's not sufficiently Republican, conservative, uh, that I personally don't like. Right. And no matter what happens in the in the convention, because it could get very messy in the convention. And you may feel like the uh, convention has stolen or you might think that the, the powers that be prevented your candidate, whether it's Cruz, uh, Trump or Kasich or someone else that you want to see dropped in, no matter what comes out of that. We have to encourage people to, 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 you know, do whatever it takes. Go off to the mountains for a weekend, do some yoga, calm down, and, you know, let's all put our big boy pants on and go to the polls in November and vote for whoever it is that's in our seat. Because the reality is, if you don't, it's a vote for Hillary. It's a vote for Bernie, it's a vote for what's been going on for the last eight years. You know, um, I can't necessarily argue with that, but if they, if they manage to do it, if because you look at 
it really depends on what happens is who gets to be a delegate. And there was a recent story that in Tennessee, the uh, party, the Republican Party there appointed delegates for Trump, Trump and Cruz who were opposed to the candidates that they were supposed to be going as delegates for. Now, how widespread that's going to be uh, is, is not clear because most of the delegates, even in states that have voted, haven't been selected yet. Right. And I'm very familiar with the process in California. And to the extent that there are similarities with the process in California uh, as it unfolds in the other 48 states, in California, it is the campaigns that select and vet the delegates. Yeah, but other states are different. Well, that's what I'm saying. Almost every Every state, they have their own rules. Right. But I can't imagine they're that different to where they could be in, in, in a degree, in a great degree successful in putting people in that will go rogue, if you want to call it that, and say, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to go for Rubio, I'm going to go for Kasich, I want to go for Romney. Well, I just went for ten- in Tennessee, where I, just met, where I the state I just mentioned, in in uh, Pennsylvania. Interestingly, the vast majority of the delegates run. You just run as a delegate. You don't run. You can say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for this person, but they're they're legally all other than about 17 of them. Most of the delegation is legally. Unbound in Colorado, where they're going through the pro- they go through the state uh, congressional district conventions, and people run as a delegate. And you can say I'm I'm for this candidate or not for that candidate, or I'm just going as a as an unpledged delegate. So every all these different states, in other states you have to be a, a have gone to be a delegate to be the state convention for the party. So who and it's really interesting. And here's where Cruz really has an advantage. He's really he's got people working this. And unfortunately, right. and I'm, I'm, I support Donald Trump. He does not have the people in there working these things. That's at, right. At, at the state conventions, at the county conventions, at the congressional district conventions to make sure that the delegates that he gets the delegates. Well, that's exactly right. Ted Cruz has been active in the only, again, I can vouch for what's going on in California because I'm seeing it unfold. He's got a very, uh, very organized ground game and he has modeled his campaign after Reagan, uh, you know, with a very strong ground game. So to the extent that that played out in Wisconsin and other uh, caucus states where they've been able to marshal a ground game, you know, so that that's worked to his advantage. Those are the rules, and and uh, he, he won with that set of rules. Uh, whether that whether it's and I don't have a problem with the caucuses, but it's when you see, for example, Louisiana, Donald Trump won the primary, Ted Cruz ended up getting the most delegates, and that's wrong. And even if the rules allow that, that's still wrong. Well, it is wrong, and that's what's getting a lot of people upset. But I just got to say one more time, just in the back of your mind. Don't be so closed that if no matter what happens, uh, it forces you to walk away. Hey, we want to get to another story. 16 Democrat attorneys general around the state. These are state attorney generals want a Spanish Inquisition style hearing and process against climate change disbelievers. We'll talk about that more on the United IE radio show after as they said at Monty Python, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> uh, now, but time for a word from uh, All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're on an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For over 20 years, All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. 
They offer free pickup and delivery, free estimates, and they're approved by all major insurance companies. They repair aluminum and fiberglass bodies with computerized frame straightening to get your car or truck back to factory spec perfection. You'll have your vehicle back fast and in showroom condition, safety checked, washed and detailed, fluids topped off with a lifetime warranty on paint and repairs. So exercise your freedom of choice and call All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, at 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. 951-279-9161. All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Attorney General Loretta Lynch, back in March, was testifying before a congressional committee, and she said to the congressional committee that she's looking into prosecuting climate change deniers. Don, you have the right to remain silent. If you give up that right, anything you can say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Now, this if, if this wasn't, tr- you know, if, if I didn't see this article written, I would think that this is... A joke, a satire article. I would think the notion of Loretta Lynch uh, saying that they're going to prosecute people for denying climate or businesses for conducting their affairs in a way that runs counter to the administration's policies on global climate change. I would think it was a joke, but it's not. No, and it's a matter of intimidation. So they may not even bring the cases but having threatened, publicly threatened to bring the cases, and the same thing that uh, Democrat attorneys general in the states are doing, 16 of them, is they, they hope to intimidate businesses into shutting up and not, and not challenging the global warming hoax. So these are 17 quote-unquote inquisitors, and the article that appears in the Daily Signal is using the Spanish Inquisition as a metaphor for what these attorney generals are proposing they call themselves the ag's united for clean power the coalition consists of 15 state attorneys including california connecticut illinois iowa maine maryland massachusetts minnesota new mexico new york oregon rhode island vermont virginia washington state no surprise that any of these states are a part of this coalition probably some of the most liberal states in the union correct right and what it is they can't win the debate they can't win on explaining why climate change is is real. They can't explain why supposedly CO2 uh, causes all these problems. So they have to resort to intimidation and silencing any opposition. I mean, you don't, you, no other scientific question can you even think of where they have to try to intimidate people on the other side into silence. Now, th- let's be clear. I don't think anybody would deny that there's climate change. Always has been. There always will be. There was an ice age that created the Great Lakes. There was a time when the entire planet was covered in a tropical sort of, uh, you know, a cloud where, you know, and that's where all the oil and gas comes from was this layer of organic material. It's been sitting down there. There was a time when most or all of the earth was covered in ice. Yep. So there is no denying that there, that the climate does change. The question is whether or not man has is causing it and by modifying our behavior. And essentially ratcheting the United States down, our standard of living down, can we have an impact in the climate going forward? And that therein lies the question. And the Obama administration policy has always been about knocking America down, and they're using the climate change lever in order to try to do that. The 
U.S. is bound by a climate change deal that skirts the Constitution, a House panel has been told, and that was the climate change deal that came out of this uh, Paris Accord, right, uh, and, pre- Paris Protocol. And by, the, and by the way, the pending Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. Right. The, the, it creates this international commission that under that agreement would have the power to make the Obama's climate change agreement legally binding on the United States of America with no vote of the United States Congress. So the question is, Greg... If you like your car, can you keep your car? Uh, not if they have anything to say about it. If you like, if you like your petrol, your carbon producing uh, 737, can you keep your carbon producing 737? Now, if you're if you are the chairman of, of Google, then the answer is absolutely you can uh, you can keep your own private uh, private jet. Isn't there isn't there a level of hypocrisy with people like Al Gore who have these large estates, these huge carbon footprints, Leonardo DiCaprio that goes off to wherever to to spew his garbage about climate change, and yet he's you know traveling in a gas guzzling uh, or jet fuel as the case may be guzzling uh, vehicle? Isn't there some hypocrisy to this? Uh, do you think? Yeah. The, the UN uh, climate change official uh, said in 2010, one has, to be, one has to free oneself from the illusion that international climate policy is environmental policy. Instead, climate change policy is about how we redistribute de facto the world's wealth, unquote. So what do we do here about all this? What do we do as citizens here in the Inland Empire to push back on any of this? What do we do? Well, you need to uh, vote for candidates that are opposed to this. You need to vote for, you're going to vote for an attorney general in California, Camilla Harris, or she's not running for Senate. Do you want somebody, never mind whether you agree with climate change that's caused by humans or whether you disagree with it. Do you want a country in which the government can prosecute people that deny government orthodoxy on any question? I'm disappointed in you, Greg. Very disappointed in you. Sorry. It was a softball question, and it was all about UniteIE.com and getting involved in the groups like yours and mine that are on the grounds level doing the heavy lifting. But you're right. I, you, you make a great point voting for the right people, but also getting involved in the very, pl- the very place that people can get involved and get educated about this because these groups throughout the Inland Empire have speakers that come out regularly to educate folks on topics like this. If you want to preserve your right of free speech to dissent from government orthodoxy, you're more effective in a group than you are individually, and your groups are more effective working together through the coalition, our coalition, Unite IE, than they are working individually. They absolutely are. You can go to the Unite IE con- uh, webpage and find pictures from the uh, conservative conference we just had. You can find a map as to where, where the various groups meet throughout the Inland Empire. You can also find a schedule of when they meet. So you can find a group in your area, get connected, like so many did at the Unite Inland Empire Conference that was on March 19th. See you next week, Saturday, 4 o'clock. As always, on the Unite Inland Empire radio program, same bat channel, same bat station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.